This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Tonight, we feature another episode of Dark Fantasy, and I wish to thank Carl Shadow, a real old-time radio aficionado, for sending me copious notes on the program. Uh, unfortunately, though, uh, time tonight doesn't permit me to spend a lot of time here, with the exception of noted that each episode of Dark Fantasy was a complete story in itself, with no recurring characters. And the cast was composed of WKY staff members and additional Oklahoma City talent. So, thanks for that, Carl. Well, let's see how they do with the episode entitled Rendezvous with Satan. Let us remember him who has passed, not for what he was, not for what he did, but because he was, as all of us are, a temple of God. Let us remember that this which is about to return to common clay was molded from common clay. Today we gather here to pay our last tribute to this now still flesh. Lying here before us, cold in the coldness of death. Let us always remember. Let us always remember. Can you see him? Put his hands. Put his hands upon his head. Madam, please. No, surely you're mistaken. I distinctly saw his hand move. I couldn't have. Carl. Carl. Oh, my darling. Happened to me. Just lie still, Carl Fisher. This craft is most fragile. What? 
Where am I? Where would you be after death? Death? You say death? Yes. Am I dead? They have your body in a church, Carl. Imagine you in a church. No. No, you're mistaken. This is no church. I I'm right here. Apparently you are, yes. But we are most careful when we bring you here. We take every precaution to uh, relieve the shock. Shock? Of finding yourself in the midst of fire and brimstone. Hot. It's so hot. <laughs> you get used to it. Where am I? Your soul is here with me. Your body is back on earth. At present, resting within a satin lined coffin. Coffin? Yes. They're soon going to place you within a tomb. Oh, I don't believe you. Don't you? Personally, makes no difference to me whether you do or not. But for your own satisfaction, suppose you feel for yourself. What? Yes. Reach up with your right hand. Reach up. Feel the casket lining by your head. Go right ahead. There. You see? Yes. But, but I'm lying in the bottom of a boat. Only your soul is. This is some trick. The boat is satin line. <laughs> I'll admit, Carl Fisher, I am generally most concerned about my own comfort. But as far as lining one of my boats with satin, no. I fear that would be too much, even for Satan. Satan? Yes. Here, let me prove to you the boat is not cloth lined. There. You see? You devil. <laughs> That's irony. You are a devil. Yes? I am. But not just a devil. The devil. You mean I'm really dead? One never dies, Carl. The common clay perishes, yes. But only the common clay. Let me out of here. I'm sorry. You see? You can't move until I permit you to. But I moved my hand a moment ago. Felt the lining near my head. That's because I wished you to. Nothing is done here unless I order it done. Then... Then I am dead. Only your body. <laughs> it might interest you to know you caused quite a commotion up there a moment ago when you interrupted your funeral oration by suddenly moving in your casket. Yes, quite a commotion. Only two people saw you. One of them was a woman. You frightened her, Carl. But they've taken her away now. You mean my body actually is being preached over? Oh, yes. Indeed, yes. You were a prominent man on earth, Carl. Naturally, yours most elegant funeral. So many flowers, half of them could be brought into the church. People standing outside, on the sidewalk even. Is Laura there? Your wife? Oh, 
Certainly. Where else would she be? Church, you say? Yes. Amazes you, doesn't it? You haven't been in a church for 35 years. No. You wouldn't even permit your daughter to be buried from a church, Carl. But she went to heaven. Anyway. Stop it. Stop it. Do you remember Reverend Brooks, Carl? Reverend Brooks? Yes. He married you. Remember? Today, he's officiating at your funeral. No. No. Would you like to hear what he's saying, Carl? Listen. If Carl Fisher has brought tragedy into our lives, let us remember that out of tragedy, good can arise. Soon that tragedy will be forgotten. But let us never forget Carl Fisher. Let us remember him always as a Christian. Here, Carl. A Christian, he says. Stop. Stop that voice. Listen, Carl. Just pray for him often and ask Almighty God to grant him pardon. Let us be generous towards him that finally the Supreme Ruler may in turn be generous towards us. No. No, stop him. Stop him. I don't want to hear anymore. Did you hear what he said, Carl? He asked your friends, your family, your wife to forget your evil, to remember only what was good about you. Yes, Carl. But that leaves them nothing to remember. Don't let me alone. No, Carl. They've nothing to remember. Because there was nothing about you that was good. I didn't have a chance. Chance? You say you didn't have a chance? Certainly not. Well, I don't want to waste my breath by pointing out the chances you did have. I was forced into everything that happened. Forced, I say. Were you? Certainly I was. Haven't you ever heard of... Free will. Free will? Free will, you say? I haven't had a will of my own in the last 30 years. Haven't you, Carl? No. You know I haven't. I knew I was doing wrong. Sure, I knew it. I'd never have made my millions by being any other way. Your millions. Did you enjoy them, Carl? I, I was just beginning to, and... When I took charge of you. Is that it? Yeah. Your millions aren't worth much. Here. Oh, where am I? Certainly you haven't lost your imagination. Where would you be? With fire on all sides. And the smell of brimstone. And with me as your pilot on the river Styx. Styx? You remember. It's our largest river. Where are you taking me? I have a special assignment for you, Mr. Fisher. We have a certain reserve space for members like you down here. Inferno. Tell me. Am I in Hades? Does that surprise you? No. No, I can't be. I didn't want to die. I wanted to do what was right, but I couldn't. You didn't try. I was going to try. You've done nothing but evil for 30 years. You couldn't change now. I could, I tell you, I could. No, Carl. I'll make a bargain with you, Satan. Bargain? <laughs> no one makes bargains with Satan. Give me a chance. Let me go back. Let me live my life over. I'll change. I swear I will. You'd never change. I will, I will. Let me go back. Let me show you. Let me prove I can do what's right. All right, Carl. <laughs> I'll bargain with you. 
It would at least relieve the dull monotony. You give me a chance? Yes, for 24 hours. 24 hours? Only 24 hours? Yes. Do nothing but good for 24 hours, and I'll not return to claim you. But if you fail... I won't fail. I won't, I won't. It's up to you, Carl. It's entirely up to you. But remember, only 24 hours. Only 24 hours, You really shouldn't have come tonight, Laura. We should rest. I know. But I couldn't rest. Poor Carl. He needed someone so badly those last few days. And I was away. Never dreaming what was happening. You mustn't blame yourself, Laura. No, I can't help it. I feel I deserted my husband. Just when a man needs his wife most. There'll come a time, Dr. West, when, when I'll be afraid to come out here to the mausoleum. I wanted to come tonight to tell him goodbye. Goodbye? Yes. I loved my husband, David. Despite everything he did, he was the only one I ever cared for. Here, my dear, I have the key. I say, Laura, it's not locked. But I saw you lock it after the services this afternoon. I did lock it. I'd swear I did. Open the door. Yes. Do you have a light? Yes. Pocket flash. There. Oh, David. Empty. The casket's empty. David, for heaven's sakes, what's happened here? I don't know, but Carl always said he'd come back. What? Yes. He told me once he had no fear of death, because he knew he could always make a deal with Satan. Carl told you that? Yes. I, I laughed at him at the time, but now I wonder. What? What? I'd better go now, Laura. Sure you're feeling all right? Yes, I... I know I won't sleep tonight. You can relax. I can send you out a nurse if you like. Oh, no. No, I'd rather be alone. Well, if you need me, please don't hesitate to call. Thank you, David. Good night, my dear. Good night, David. Thank you so much for being such a dear. I'll... I'll call you in the morning. Good night. That's strange. Yes. I'm not hearing things. That's an electric razor running. But it can't be. There's no one in the apartment but myself. Carl. 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 
Yes, my dear, did you call me? Carl. Yes, Laura, what is it? Carl. Are you really there? What do you mean, am I really here? Of course I'm here. Heavens, I was right in the middle of my shaving. Oh, no. Laura, what's the matter with you? Why'd you call me? No, Carl, please don't come any closer, please. The world's gotten into you all of a sudden. Darling. Is it really you? Really me? Now, what are you talking about? Carl. Don't you know? Don't I know what? We... We buried you this afternoon. Carl. Don't look at me like that. Buried me? Yes. Oh, darling, what's happened? Tell me what's happened. I don't know. Something's wrong. Carl. My, my head. Whirling. Dizzy. I don't remember what happened. Oh, darling, you're alive. Warm. Breathing. Yes, but I seem to have been away. It was so hot. There was a boat on a river. And a satin-lined casket and... Oh, Laura. Darling, darling, you did come back. Dr. West said you would. Dr. West? Yes. David. He said you told him once you'd come back after... After you'd gone on. Laura. I have been dead, haven't I? Yes, Carl. I remember now. I was sitting in my desk. Sitting alone at night in my office. And then something happened. You were shot. The back of the neck. Everything stopped. The next thing I knew, I was riding in the bottom of a boat lined with silk. No. That wasn't a boat that was lined. It was the casket. He told me to move my hand and I'd feel it. Who, Carl? Who told you? It was... The devil. Carl... I died and went to Hades. But I bargained with Satan. I bargained with him. He took me up, gave me 24 hours. 24 hours. Darling. Darling, I don't understand. 24 hours to prove I could do good here on Earth. How is it true? Can it be real? Yes, it is true. It's real. I can't believe it. Things like this just don't happen. This happened. But Carl, how? I made a bargain, I tell you. A bargain with Satan. And I have a rendezvous to keep with him. For 24 hours. I'm so confused, Carl. If only... Who could that be? I'll go see. Oh, no. If anyone we know, they... They won't understand. You go back into the bedroom, dear. I'll see who it is. But the world's got to know sometime. Well, people will know soon enough. Please, dear. I'm too upset for a scene to, to try to explain to anyone tonight. All right, my dear, if you wish. Thank you, darling. Just a moment. David. I had to come back, Laura. I couldn't stay away. David, please. Forgive me, dearest. But I've waited so long. David, please go. No. Not until I've talked to you. Some other time. I can't wait any longer, Laura. It's not fair for you to ask me to. 
Not fair. You know I love you, Laura. You've known it for months, years. David. You have known, haven't you? Yes, but... I've waited so long to have the right to tell you about my love. Now, oh, I... I know it's not right to come to you on the night of your husband's funeral and say these things. But I must know, Laura. I must know. I have nothing to say to you, David. Nothing. I know you were always madly in love with that criminal of a husband of yours. But that's over now. You'll have to forget him. Oh, remember, darling. You're a young woman yet. Your life is still ahead of you. You can't go on carrying a torch for someone who cared more about making a million dollars than making you happy. Please, David, don't say that. I have a right to say it. Now... I've kept in check all of these years, waiting and hoping. And now Carl is dead. You hear me? Dead. Dead. You belong to me now. No, David. Not now or ever. Yes. Yes, I say, you're mine. If anyone has a right to you, I have. After everything I've done to get you. Will you go now, David? Oh, Laura, Laura, I need you. Oh, Laura, please, sir, you'll marry me. No, David. I'll never marry But I know you care for me. I could make you learn to love me. No, never. I've had nothing for you, David, but friendship. I'll never have more. I know that's not true. Don't say that. It's not. You do care for me. I could tell by the way you kissed me. That's when I first began building my hopes. Kissed you? When did I kiss you? You haven't forgotten. The party in my penthouse. None more than three months ago. Your birthday party. Yes. All the girls kissed you that night. Do you remember we even made a sort of game out of it, lined up like a bunch of high school girls to compliment our host? Yes, but you meant more than just a compliment that night. Could you imagine that? Oh, no. I kissed you just like the others, in full sight of my husband. And I, I might add, to his complete amusement. Carl wasn't in the room. You waited until he'd left before you got into line. Oh, nonsense, David. No. I knew that night you cared for me. That's when I began planning to make you mine. David, will you please go? Not until you've told me you'll marry me. I've told you I won't. There's someone else. Only my husband. Someone else. Someone who's alive. Please go, David. What's that? I want you to go. What was that? In that other room? Nothing. What are you... Nothing at all. What are you doing? I don't want you to ever come back here, David. What are you doing? I'm locking this door. I'm in no mood to have you go ransacking my place. There's someone in that room. David. So, so, you couldn't wait until your husband was safely buried. Couldn't wait. David. Well, he won't have you. You hear me? He won't have you. David. Please go now. Very well. But I'm telling you this, Laura. He won't have you. Whoever he is, he'll never have you. I promise you that. Carl? You heard? Yes. Well? She's been having an affair behind her back, hasn't she? She deserves to be killed, doesn't she? Well, go ahead and kill her. I don't have to tell you, Carl. I've never cared for him. Go ahead, Carl. Kill her. She's lying, don't you think? No one but you, darling. Ever. 
I can steer and tempt you, Carl. That's my job. That's how I keep my fires burning. I know you believe me, Carl. No, don't believe her. She's never lied to you before, but there's always a first time. Darling, please don't stand there looking at me. Say something. She wants you to say something. Well, go ahead. Say something. Darling. It's all right, dearest. I believe you. I wonder what people will say when I, I walk out into the world again. Carl, don't you think it would be best for us to go away quietly? Someplace where we'd never be recognized? No, Laura. I have a bargain to fulfill. Only until three this afternoon. You'll spend that time with me, then. I'm sorry, I can't. There's more to be done than probably either of us imagined. Where are you going? To the office first. I'll go with you. No, dear. I'll come back to you before I leave you again. To keep my rendezvous with Satan. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Walling. Good morning, Mr. Fisher. You're early this morning, Mr. Fisher. Mr. Fisher. Oh. 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 Confounded girl. She'll need a scene. I'll spend all morning explaining. Nothing doing. I'll let myself in the office. West. Come in, Carl. I've been waiting for you. Sitting in my chair at my desk. Yes. This is your gun, I believe. What's the meaning of this? I'm prepared to make a bargain with you. Bargain? Yes. What sort of a bargain? You died without leaving a will. I have one here dated three months before your death. Sign it, the business becomes mine. And I'll permit you to take away half of your seven million dollars and Laura. You permit me? Yes. You couldn't operate your business now? People wouldn't want to do business with a dead man? Do I look dead to you? Don't be facetious. I'm serious. I know all about what happened to you. When I came back to see Laura last night, I heard you talking before I pushed the buzzer. I don't understand it all. But I'm prepared to give Laura up for your business and half your cash. You killed me. What? You killed me. Fisher, keep back. I see it clearly now. I see now that Laura wasn't lying to me last night. She's never cared for you. I warn you. Keep back, Fisher. I remember what you said to her. You said, if anyone has a right to you, Laura, I have. After everything I've done to get you. This gun is loaded, Carl. Yes, I see it all clearly now. Stay back. Stay away from me. The night she kissed you at the party. Remember what you said about that last night? That was the night you began planning to make her yours. If you come any nearer, I'll shoot. I'm not going to harm you, Dr. West. You'd like to get your hands on this gun. 
You'd like to kill me, wouldn't you? Kill you? No, I can't kill you. I've made a bargain not to. Then keep back. I could kill you, though. I've been proclaimed legally dead, you know. You can't hang a dead man. Keep back. One step farther and I'll shoot. I told you I don't intend to harm Stop. you. Stop where you are. I just want you to take a good look at me, Stop. doctor. Stop. Not one step farther. Not one step farther. Laura. Oh, darling, are you hurt? It's nothing. He shot you, Carl. Laura. That gun in your hand. I I followed you here. I don't know why I brought the gun. Laura. You killed him. Give it to me. No. Give it to me. Give it to me. Carl, you must get to a doctor. No. Look at the clock. No time for a doctor. You hurt badly. Oh, it doesn't matter. Give me that gun. Carl. Give it to me. There. Now, now they, they'll think we shot each other. Carl! 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 Oh, my darling! My darling! You have won your bargain, Carl Fisher. There's no place here for you now. Rendezvous with Satan, tonight's original tale of dark fantasy by Scott Bishop, originating in the studios of WKY. Ben Morris was Carl Fisher, Blois Wright played Dr. David West, Eleanor Naylor Corrin was Laura Fisher, Fred Wayne took the part of Satan, Muir Height was heard as Reverend Brooks, and Georgiana Cook Height played the secretary. Next Friday at this time, listen for Scott Bishop's I Am Your Brother. Tom Paxton speaking. Dark Fantasy comes to you each Friday night from Oklahoma City. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Stay tuned for Jack Benny next on Theater of the Mind. You're listening to Theater of the Mind on Zoomer Radio, AM 740 and 96.7 FM in downtown Toronto. And now, Jack, Rochester, Mary, and all the gang are set to bring the laughs in the episode aired in 1946. It's called... Exchanging shoelaces. <laughs> the Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Barry Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we take you to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where we find Jack and Rochester in the library. Rochester. Rochester, do we have to be this quiet? Shh. Be patient, boys. I'm trying to use psychology. Psychology? Yeah. Watch this. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a... We got him that time, boys! <laughs> 
Good. Good. Now, now take the mouse out of the trap. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, boss, great news, great news. What is it? We got him before he could eat the cheese. <laughs> well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have done him any good anyway. It's wax. <laughs> uh, <laughs> come on, Rochester, let's finish addressing my Christmas card. Okay. Now, let's see. We finished the ones to my relatives. Now, let's address the cards to the movie stars I know, huh? Yes, sir. I got the list right here. Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> MGM Studios. Rodney Dangerfield. Cyril Forsyth. <laughs> Universal International Studios. Cyril Forsyth. Marcella Underwood. Warner Brothers Studios. Marcella Underwood. Anthony Fisk. Paramount Studios. Anthony Fisk. Yeah. Well, that takes care of the pickets. Let's get to the stars. <laughs> These are stars. Every one of them. Now, let's see. Oh, yes. Ilka Thistledown, MGM Studio. Ilka Thistledown. Gee, how she ever missed getting the Academy Award last year, I'll never know. She was wonderful, and Andy Hardy blows his nose. <laughs> Uh, Bertram Holmquist, 20th Century Fox Studio. Bertram Holmquist. Gary Cooper, Paramount Studio. Gary Cooper. Who's he? <laughs> big, tall fella. Pretty big star. Of course, he's not a Rodney Dangerfield, but he's coming along. Now, let's see. Who else? Oh, yes. Uh, Geraldine. Shh. Just a minute, boss. I think I hear another mouse. What? Quiet. Was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a... We got him, too! Good, good. Is he a big one? Uh-oh. What's the matter? There's nothing in the trap but a note. A note? Yeah, it says, you can recite Gunga Din, you ain't gonna catch me. <laughs> Stop making things up. Well, all I know is we didn't catch him. Yeah, set it again, Rochester. Uh, say, boss, with all these mice in the house, why don't you get a cat? Mouse traps don't drink milk. That's right. <laughs> well, we're through with the Christmas cards, and I think I got the presents all set. Oh, I meant to do this before. I got to get Don Wilson's house on the phone. Da da bum bum da dee da dum. Da da dee dum da dum ba bum. I got the sun in the morning and the smog at night. Hello? Oh, hello, Mrs. Wilson. This is Jack Benny. I was just singing to myself. Yeah, yeah yes. I, uh, yeah, I know Don is at the studio. That's why I picked this time to call. Now, Mrs. Wilson, I'm giving Don a beautiful pair of shoelaces for Christmas. <laughs> Yes. Yes, with metal tips. Oh, no. Of all the things he should have. Are you sure, are you sure he already has metal tips? Oh, gosh, well, I'll just have to exchange them again. <laughs> well, anyway, Mrs. Wilson, don't tell Don what I'm giving him. What? You wouldn't dare? <laughs> Thank you. The same to you. Goodbye. Wouldn't you know it, Rochester? All the trouble I went through at that department store last week. I could have taken plastic tips, but no. 
I had to take metal one. Oh, by the way, boss, this is Saturday. You're not forgetting your rehearsal, are you? Oh, no, no. Miss Livingston's sister, Babe, is going to pick me up and drive me to the studio. Miss Livingston's sister? Yes, Mary has a cold, and Babe came out from Plainfield to spend the holidays with her. Now, Rochester, bring me that package with the shoelaces. I'm going to stop by the store and exchange them. Yes, sir. And say, boss. Yeah? If you see a mousetrap that recites the night before Christmas, buy it. I'm getting hoarse. I'll look around. Yeah, I'm glad Mary's feeling better today, babe. Yes, she'll be all right in a couple of days. Good, good. Hmm, nice delivery. <laughs> no, you can talk loud. We're riding in a car. I hope Mert's listening, did I'm bum. She is a nice babe. Oh, babe, put on your brakes quick. There's a car coming right for us. That's going the other way. It's a new Studebaker. <laughs> You can't tell when those Studebakers are coming or going. I know. The other day, my boyfriend was hit by one. How? Well, he was standing on the corner trying to figure out whether it was coming or going, and the darn thing went sideways. <laughs> well, what do you know? Hey, there goes another one. It's a cute car, isn't it? It's so much glass. Yeah. Looks like a Silex with wheels. Yeah. <laughs> well, another star is born. <laughs> I wonder... Don't be nervous, babe. Don't be nervous. That is a nice Studebaker. I wonder what model that one is. They have four models. Champion, Commander, Regular, and Drip. Oh, good. good. Oh, yes. You know, babe, I was thinking, people who live in Studebaker shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> oh, Jackson, you keep this up and you'll have your own show, too. <laughs> yes, sir. No wonder my mother hates you. Well, you should read some of the stuff your mother writes about you. Believe me. Hey, there's Dennis standing over there in the corner. Let's stop and pick him up. Oh, Dennis! Dennis! Oh, hello, Mr. Benny. What are you doing standing on the corner, kid? You should be at the studio rehearsing. Oh, I'm waiting for the Pico bus. But, Dennis, how can you get the Pico bus on Sunset Boulevard? My mother drives it. <laughs> oh. And it doesn't cost me anything to ride, either. It doesn't? No, mother pulls the bus up to the curb and shouts, No charge for babies in arms! Then she gets out and carries me in. <laughs> Dennis, stop that nonsense and get in the car. Okay. Uh, Dennis, this is Mary's sister, Miss Livingston. Hello, Miss Livingston. You can call me babe. You can call me toots. <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, that's her name, babe. Oh. Let's go, babe. Come on. Say, babe, after we stop at the studio, I want to go down to the department store and exchange the gifts I bought for Don Wilson. The shoelaces? Yeah, how'd you know? And Mary told me all the trouble she went through with you last week. Yeah, well, I can't help it. I got to get back and get those shoelaces with plastic tips. I want Don to be happy. Plastic tips, metal tips. With his stomach, he'll never see them anyway. <laughs> hey, that's pretty good. Pretty good. That's right. Take a bow. I'm alone in the car. Take a bow anyway. <laughs> I guess you've never heard of mirrors, eh, babe? What'd you buy me for Christmas, Mr. Benny? I'm not going to tell you, Dennis, but it'll be under the tree on Christmas morning. Gee, another pine cone. <laughs> oh, no, it isn't. Say, babe... Every year I get a pine cone. Say, babe... The first year I didn't know it was a pine cone. What? I thought it was an artichoke and I ate it. <laughs> oh, Dennis, stop. Imagine eating a pine cone. 
Say, babe. The doctor pumped out my stomach and built a fire. <laughs> a fire? Yeah, I was empty on the inside and burning on the outside. Oh, fire! <laughs> now, babe, when we get to the studio, we'll only stay a little while so I can go to the store. Phil is probably rehearsing Dennis's number. Oh, I rehearsed my song all morning. Would you like to hear it? Well, if you got to open your mouth, I'd rather have you sing. Go ahead. <laughs> but we're riding in a car. I know. Babe, put the top down. Some people may want to show their appreciation. <laughs> studio. Await in the car for me, babe. I'll only be a minute. Beg pardon, Governor, but you can't park your car here in front of Buckingham Palace. They're changing the guards now. <laughs> Buckingham Palace? This is NBC in Hollywood. Hollywood? My, my, in this park, I must have strayed a bit off my beat. <laughs> You certainly must have. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll see you in a few minutes, babe. Okay, I'm hungry, so I'll go to the drugstore and get a chiswee sandwich. The whole family likes them. <laughs> Come on, Dennis, let's go. 
Now, Dennis, when you go over your number with Phil, be sure... Mr. And... Day, Mr. Day, may I have your autograph, please? Why, certainly. Have you got a pencil? Yes, sir. There you are. Thank you. <laughs> now, Dennis, as I was saying, I don't want to tell you how to do your song, even though I am the star of the show... But when you try to... Pardon me, Mr. David. May I have your autograph? Why, certainly, miss. Have you got a pencil? Yes, sir. There you are. Thank you. <laughs> Dennis. Huh? I'm afraid you'll have to give up your own show. <laughs> Now, as I was saying... But, Mr. Benny, people like me. Two of them just asked... I know what they did. (laughs) You've only had your show now 13 weeks. You're going around signing autographs. You don't have to be so hammy, you know. But they asked You didn't have to encourage them. You know, kid, when you've been in radio as long as I have, you take those things in your stride. You don't make such a big thing out of it. Well, Mr. Benny... Why, certainly. Have you got a pencil? Come on, give me your pencil. If you want my autograph, I'm a busy star. Come on. I just want two nickels for a dime so I can use a phone. (laughs) Well, I haven't got change. Come on, Dennis. I've got change for a dime. All right, all right, you little show-off. I got change for a dime. I got change for a dime. (laughs) My own fault. I picked you up when you had absolutely nothing. I put you on my show. I trained you. I coached you. And after working for me for seven years, what happened? I got changed for a dime. <laughs> All right. All right, I'll go to the studio to see how Phil is doing. I'll see you later, kid. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, now look, fellas, we've been rehearsing this thing for two hours. Now let's see if we can get it right this time. Will you come on? One, two. <laughs> Now, hold it. <laughs> no, no, fellas. That's not it either. I can't hear no brass. Oh, oh Phil. Just a minute, Buster. Now, look. <laughs> We're going to try this thing once more, fellas. I want you to give it to me now. Take it from me. One, two. No, 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 no. <laughs> What's the matter with you guys anyway? You're not giving me nothing. Phil, Phil, what are you rehearsing? White Christmas. (laughs) Phil. (laughs) Phil, are you crazy? White Christmas is a beautiful song. It should be played softly with feeling. Can't your band play pianissimo? They're having enough trouble with White Christmas. Well, pianissimo is not a song. It's a musical term, meaning softly. Look, Jackson, why don't you just take care of the jokes and leave the music to me? I won't leave the music to you. This is my program. I want the music to be good. What are you talking about? I'm rehearsing this for my own show. (laughs) Your own show? Certainly. Why else would Alice be back there playing the trombone? (laughs) Oh, now, cut that out. You got a lot of nerve rehearsing the music for your show on my time. 18 men at $6 a man. That's $108. 
You expect me to pay for that? Why not? You've been doing it all season. (laughs) How do you like that? I got a good mind to take those boys and throw them right off the program. In fact, I think I will right after the first of the year. You're only bluffing. I am not. Then why wait till after the first of the year? Why don't you fire them right now? Because their green complexions and their bloodshot eyes make a nice color scheme for Christmas. (laughs) That's why. I haven't got time to argue with you. I got to go down to the department store. Oh, Jack, can you spare a minute for me? Oh, oh, hello, Don. I didn't see you. It's trouble. What, what do you want? Well, I'm rehearsing the commercial with the quartet, and I want you to hear it. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Don, last week was the first time that I thought that quartet was really all right. And if they can give me something like that again, it'll be okay. Jack, I'm glad to hear you say that, because this week we've got something even better. Better than last week? Mm-hmm. Good, good, Don. Come on, let me hear it. Okay, ready, boys? Let's go. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. Yes, lucky strike means fine tobacco. my Yuletide shopping. Goodbye, boy. <laughs> Goodbye, Don. Goodbye. The tenor tripped me. <laughs> Goodbye. The store is even more crowded than it was last week. Yeah. Did you have to come back here just to exchange those shoelaces? I think it's ridiculous. Well, babe, I might as well get what I want. After all, I... Jack, Jack. Huh? Watch out for that fellow in back of you. Why, what? He looks like a pickpocket. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, babe. Watch this. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a... I got him, babe. I got him. <laughs> hey, buddy, what were you doing with your hand in my pocket? 
I was just returning the junk I stole from you last week. Junk? When I turned that stuff in, I was almost thrown out of the pickpockets' guild. Now, to have you thrown in jail. Come on, Mary. Come on, babe. Let's exchange these shoelaces and get out of here. Okay. Well, Babe Livingston of all people. <laughs> well, Sarah Sauerbraten. Sarah Sauerbraten? What are you doing in town, babe? Oh, I just came out here to get a little California sunshine. Oh, you'll be out here a long time. <laughs> you know, babe, I always thought you'd marry Steve Ferguson, the fellow who works at the gas station. Oh, we broke up, Sarah. I haven't seen Steve in years. Well, you should have hung on to him. He's got his own gas station now with three grease pins. <laughs> he had those grease pits when I went with him. That's why we broke up. Really? Yes. Every time I sat on his lap, I slipped through. <laughs> Come on, babe. Let's go. Say, uh, who's this gentleman with the mousetrap? Anything serious? <laughs> babe, come on, will you? I got a lot of shopping to do. Well, so long, babe. I've got to get back to the music counter. I demonstrate songs here. Okay, goodbye, Sarah. Goodbye. I'll tell Steve I've seen you. <laughs> Let's go, babe. I want to. <laughs> come on, babe. I want to change these shoelaces. Well, well, if it isn't Jack Benny, oh, Mr. Benny, hello. <laughs> Lily I don't know. Oh, Mr. Petty, may I have your autograph, please? I gave you my autograph last week. Yes, I know, but on my way home, I lost it. I'm so careless. Yes, indeed, so very careless. <laughs> there you are. Thank you, Mr. Petty. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye. What a character. <laughs> oh, babe, there's the notions department right beside the music counter there. Come on. Oh, look, babe, your girlfriend is going to sing. Give me five minutes more, only five minutes more. Let me stay, let me stay in your arms. It's a thrilling and I'm so weak and willing. Here am I, baby. Only five minutes more, only five minutes more of your charm. Here we are. Here we are, babe. Here's the notions counter. Now I can exchange the shoelaces. Hmm. I don't see the man that waited on me last week. Well, I'll find out where he is. Oh, madam. Yes? Uh, where's the gentleman who was at this counter last week? Oh, oh, you mean my husband. He's in a sanitarium. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. What happened? Well, some jerk came in here to buy some shoelaces. And <laughs> he couldn't make up his mind whether he wanted plastic chips or metal chips. And... He drove my husband crazy. Really? All week he's been lying in bed, staring into space and screaming, plastic tips, metal tips, plastic tips, metal tips. Really? I and once he said, I've got rubber tips too, but I won't tell him. I won't tell him. I won't tell him. That's all right. Now, now, what can I do for you? <laughs> well, uh, well... Tell her, you coward. Babe, never mind, madam. 
I'll come in again some other time. Come on, babe. Aren't you going to exchange the laces? No, Don will have to take the metal tips and like it. He's not going to drive people crazy with those lousy shoelaces. Come on, let's go home. No, babe, it was nice of you to come in and pinch hit for Mary when she got sick the last second. You were good, too. Hey, babe, come on. We left the car right around the corner. Yes, I know. Hey, babe, did I tell you next Sunday I'm going to do my broadcast for the boys at Birmingham General Hospital? Gee, that'll be swell. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know who's going to be with me? Who? Not a lot of people who used to be on my show a long time ago. Kenny Baker, Andy Devine, Schlepperman, Larry Stevens, and, of course, my own gang, you know. That ought to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be good to see him again. Just a minute, Jack. Just a minute. What's the matter? I've got a cinder in my eye. Where? Right here in the corner. Oh, wait till I get out my handkerchief. Out! <laughs> Diamond, I forgot I reset it. Good night, doll. Ladies and gentlemen, next Sunday we're going to do our Christmas broadcast from the Birmingham General Hospital, and a lot of the old gang will be here with the show. Kenny Baker, Andy Devine, Slapperman, and Larry Stevens. Friends, here's a Christmas suggestion. Say Merry Christmas to your friends 200 times. How? This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Thanks for listening. I hope you're here tomorrow night to join me for Let George Do It, followed by Our Miss Brooks. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great evening. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.